Today is from the Gospel of Mark. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue, named Jairus, came, and when he saw him, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. So he went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, if I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you? How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you. Dear friends in Christ, this morning, amen. Last summer, at this time, we were constantly adjusting to what it means to live in a pandemic. Do you remember that? Should we wear a mask? Should we not wear a mask? Should we grocery shop? Should we wash our groceries? All those decisions. And little did we know it would be over a year before things started to get a little better. This summer, I find myself comparing what I'm able to do to last summer in a way I've just never done before. As I swim in the pool, I think, last year I couldn't do this. It was closed, and I so appreciate it. I look at my hair, and I think, I can get a haircut. I can get a manicure and a pedicure. And last year, my hair was about down to here. And one thing I've been thinking about lately was how last year we weren't able to have any larger group events or spend time in crowds. We heard about crowds in the scripture today, crowds pressing in on Jesus. And many of us haven't been in a crowd for quite some time. I think we have mixed feelings about crowds. When there's lots of people milling around and waiting in line, it can be so annoying. We get impatient, we get claustrophobic, and we kind of stare at people and get irritable. Some of us avoid crowds for all, at any cost for those reasons. But crowds can also be energizing and fun. We go to stadiums to share the cheers and the energizing spirit of 
uh, cheering on our team. We go to concerts to dance and to join in singing and remembering the music of our favorite musicians. Crowds can create a sense of collective joy. Collective joy that we have a common purpose, a positive spirit, and when we get to come to church, we feel the collective presence of God together. When we pray and speak the liturgy and sing together. Amazing, though, in the midst of a crowd, whether you're irritated or full of joy, it's also possible to feel very alone. Often in a crowd, we wonder if anyone's thinking about us. And if we come a bit lonely, we wonder if we're going to be acknowledged or noticed or cared about. The woman in Galilee who needs healing and seeks Jesus enters a crowd that is pressing in and trying to see Jesus and doesn't notice her. She has to sneak up on Jesus and sneak through the crowd and she is hoping for some kind of miracle. You see, this woman is an outcast. She's been bleeding for 12 years. The bleeding does not stop. And she's considered unclean because of a medical condition for which she has no control. And I doubt that many in the crowd comprehend why she's unclean. They just might know she's one of those. I doubt they paid much attention to her as she wheeled her way into the crowd. But she senses a power and a truth and is drawn to Jesus. She's convinced if she just touches him, she will be healed. And so, with fear and trepidation, and yet a confidence in Jesus, she sneaks up and touches the hem of his clothing. An indirect approach. Perhaps the crowd would have pushed her away if she went directly. For they are concerned with their own situations. She sneaks through the crowd, she touches the hem, and immediately feels the power of Jesus come into her. And immediately she is healed from her condition. She can sense it in her body, as scripture tells us. And Jesus senses it too. He senses his power going to her, and he asks, who touched me? He draws attention to the woman that the crowd is not paying attention to so he can address her face to face. And she comes forward and Jesus speaks to her face to face. He acknowledges her, he affirms her, he notices her and tells her she matters. And he blesses her. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go and be healed of your disease. Go and he be healed of your disease. I'm sure those words rang in her ears 
for many, many days. And she moves away from her encounter with Jesus in a healed body. But we also know she will continue to live her life with all the ups and downs of being in Palestine, a poor citizen, oppressed under Roman rule. And we we don't know what her future holds. But her encounter with Jesus has changed her and likely deepened her faith for the rest of her life. This woman was brave enough to reach out to Jesus in the midst of a crowd. But she came to Jesus alone, without others noticing her, caring about her, or helping her. And so I wonder this morning how things might have been different for her and her life if that crowd would have been empathetic. Empathetic to the need of the needy. Sometimes in our lives we're so focused on our own needs and issues which are definitely significant that as followers of Jesus, we can miss an opportunity to be empathetic to those in need, who might need extra help, who might have suffered more than us, and who need extra aid from us to get what they need. I wonder as we think about this episode in Jesus' ministry if the setting of the crowd isn't significant. You see, Jesus often healed people directly. Often they were on the side of the road and he went to them. Or sometimes they approached him, just as the synagogue leader did earlier in scripture and asked them to come to their home. But this woman is healed in the midst of a crowd. And Jesus responds by making her presence known. What if the crowd had been empathetic, had helped her connect with Jesus instead of perhaps ignoring her? What if there had been a collective spirit of empathy there that day? How many more people were in that crowd that might have needed healing and could have been connected to Jesus? We don't know. But perhaps we can ask today, how can we cultivate a deeper sense of collective empathy empathy in our crowds and communities. And now as we return post-pandemic to more group experiences, how can we be intentional about seeing those in need around us and extend inclusion and support? Jesus saw and felt this woman and spoke to her face to face. Can we be more empathetic to people around us? Empathy is the action of understanding, of being aware, sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experience of another. In short, empathy is understanding how others are feeling without projecting our own feelings onto them. Empathy is difficult. It takes effort on our part to understand situations, history, generational history, backgrounds, lives from over time that have taken place that affect people's lives today. I think that's why so many of us are reading about racial equity, and our MORE team is working on helping us understand that. 
Empathy takes work on our part. And sometimes it's painful to be empathetic. Sometimes it brings up our own feelings of guilt or anger or sorrow. But when we're able to hold those feelings alongside what may have happened in someone else's life, it can enable us to connect in new ways and be the one who loves our neighbors as Jesus teaches us. Jesus' main message to us is to love our neighbors as ourselves and to tell others about the love of God, and I think it starts with empathy. I remember my daughter when she was a teenager, a suburban-raised teenager, and they went to a homeless shelter, and she came home and told me how she had spent over an hour talking to one of the men staying there, She heard his story of loss and heartache, and it changed how she thought about other folks in the world. She understood in a new way how complicated the lives of others can be and how people face situations we might have never imagined when we live in suburban America. She began to be more empathetic. And Stephen Covey says it very concisely. Seek to understand before being understood. That's empathy. Friends, we are in a time of transition, of post-pandemic, moving back into being with people in new ways. Crowds are going to become more a common part of our daily experience. We can be irritated in a crowd. We can feel alone in a crowd. Or we can feel a sense of collective joy and energy and bring empathy to a crowd in how we act and what we say. May you be inspired by the story of this woman who touches Jesus' cloak that you will empathize to those near to you who may have a need. May you take the time to read, to listen, to understand stories of people who are different from us so we grow in our empathy. And may you remember Jesus' affirming response to the woman who was in need and afraid. May you be blessed with the knowledge that it is Jesus who heals who forgives, and who promises to care for us in all times, in all circumstances, so we may spread that love and care to the crowds in the world with empathy. Amen.